Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host El Yaman and in today's episode I'm going to be giving you my top 5 waiver wire ads coming into week 2 of fantasy football. I've heard multiple times from multiple people that your draft cannot win you your fantasy football leagues but your waiver wire can and I 100% agree with that. Every single year, there are players that are found on the waiver wire that end up winning fantasy managers their leagues. Last year, for example, James Robinson, a top 10 running back, started off as an undrafted player on the waiver wire. Number two, Justin Herbert, a top 10 quarterback who ended, who started the season on the waiver wire and, did, and ended up winning people their fantasy championships. So it is extremely important to always watch out for the waiver wire, especially after the weekend, to make sure you get the best available players, and that is what this episode is going to be talking about. Starting off with my number one waiver wire ad this week for fantasy football, it is Sterling Shepard, wide receiver for the New York Giants. In week one against the Denver Broncos, Shepard had nine targets for seven receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. He outplayed both Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton, and especially it's important that he outplayed Kenny Galladay because he was thought to be, Kenny Galladay was thought to be the number one wide receiver on this team. They spent big on him in free agency, but it seems that Daniel Jones's favorite wide receiver is not going to be Kenny Galladay, but rather Sterling Shepard. Shepard is only owned in 30% of fantasy, of ESPN fantasy leagues, and with the Giants having one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, they are not going to be able to run the ball at all this year. And because of that, they are going to be pass-heavy. And on a pass-heavy offense, you want to have the number one wide receiver on that team. And I believe that for the rest of the season, the number one wide receiver for this New York Giants team will be Sterling Shepard. And this is, you know, there are two types of waiver claims. One waiver claim that is, you know, a stream a streamer player that's only really going to last you one or two weeks, or a player that's going to last you the entire season. This ad of Sterling Shepard is in that product, is in the category of a player that you'll be able to start for the entire year. Shepard is an extremely talented player, but has always been overshadowed by the other wide receivers around him. In his early years, it was Odell Beckham, who was the one of the best fantasy wide receivers um, when when he was healthy on the Giants. And then the past few years, Golden Tate, honestly, has been overshadowing Sterling Shepard as being the number one wide receiver on the Giants. But now I think that it is Sterling Shepard's time and it is time for him to become a fantasy football threat. I think that he is a, cons- I think that he, for the rest of the season, he'll be a consistent wide receiver that you're going to be able to start every single week, especially in PPR leagues. He had seven receptions. That's seven points in PPR leagues. That is an amazing performance. And it's not just that he had seven receptions and 103 yards and a touchdown. He did it against a strong Denver Broncos secondary. So I think everything is pointing to Sterling Shepard having a breakout fantasy season and him being the number one wide receiver on this Giants team. And if you can get a number one wide receiver on a team for just a waiver pickup, that is 100% worth it so you should definitely be looking to pick up Sterling Shepard if he is available in your league. Moving on to my number two waiver wire ad and that is Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers. So week one the starting running back for 
the Niners was Raheem Moser. But sadly, he is going to be out for the rest of the year after getting knee surgery. So many people actually thought that Moser was going to get injured. He has many, many injuries um, in the past. And so many thought that when many thought that when Moser got injured, it would be Trey Sermon, rookie out of Ohio State, who would be the lead back. But it looks like it was actually going to be another rookie, not Trey Sermon, but Elijah Mitchell. So last year, oh no, excuse me, last game, Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. And Coach Kyle Shanahan said that it was because he was not, Trey Sermon was not one of the t- of the top three running backs on the team. That would have to be Raheem Mostert, who started, Elijah Mitchell, who got most of the carries after Mostert went down, and Jermichael Hasty, who got a few touches here and there. Um, and so that is a little concerning for anyone who has Trey Sermon and was expecting him to be uh, a lead back in this Niners uh, in this Niners offense. Um, and what's encouraging about Elijah Mitchell uh, for for this for next week and maybe weeks to come is that when Mozart got injured, Elijah Mitchell had 19 of the 20 carries throughout the rest of the game. Jermichael Hasty only got one, and that was it. Mitchell was the workhorse back after Raheem Moser got hurt, and it worked out for him, having 19 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown, and the Niners won the game. So everything is pointing to Elijah Mitchell being the number one running back on this team, but a disclaimer is that Kyle Shanahan has a tendency to use many running backs and use many of them in an inconsistent fashion, meaning Elijah Mitchell this past week was the best running back on the team. But next week, it could be Jermichael Hasty getting the 20 cares. And if Trey Sermon is on the on the active roster, then it could be him getting the 20 cares. So you don't know exactly what you're going to get. And I, you know, it's totally a possibility that Elijah Mitchell might never get another 20 carries for the rest of the season, like he did in this first game. With that being said, I think you still have to pick Elijah Mitchell up because of the potential of him being the lead back on this run-heavy offense. He is going to be a great waiver wire pickup this year, this week. He's going to be heavily contested. If you don't have one of the top waiver wire picks, then you probably are not going to get him, but you should try anyway. Maybe he falls down uh, to where you are on the rankings, but nevertheless, Elijah Mitchell is my second waiver wire ad for week two. Now, moving on to number three, and this is one of my favorite waiver wire ads of the week, and that is Juwan Johnson. So I just said Juwan Johnson's name and mentioned him, and a lot of you are probably thinking, who in the hell is that? I don't even know who that is. Let me tell you about him. Juwan Johnson is a 6'4", 231-pound wide receiver turned tight end for the New Orleans Saints. In his first few years in the NFL, he was a wide receiver. It didn't work out so well for him. But now he has transferred over to the tight end position, and all things are pointing to him having a breakout season. In his season debut with Jameis Winston, he had three receptions for 21 yards and two touchdowns. The Saints blew out the Packers with Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns, and two of those going to Jawan Johnson. And the reason I love him so much is, one, because he has that Megatron build that is amazing, for fantasy football and just football in general, being a 6'4", 231, you know, tight end, but also having the skills of wide receiver is incredibly valuable uh, for a fantasy player. But I think that the position of number one, you know, 
number one threat on this Saints offense is wide open. I think that until Michael Thomas gets back from his injury, he's going to be out for the next five weeks, only coming back week seven, Monday Night Football, against the Seattle Seahawks. Until then, I think the top wide receiver position on this team is up for grabs. Everyone thought in the offseason it was going to be Marcus Cadillac, but he against the Green Bay Packers, he only had one reception for 19 yards. So it doesn't necessarily look like that he is going to be the top dog in New Orleans. And the reason I love Juwan Johnson so much, and along with Jameis Winston, is that in Tampa Bay, when Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns in for the first few years of his career, he had a lot of success throwing to his number one wide receiver, which was Mike Evans. And I believe that Mike Evans has a similar build to Juwan Johnson, a big, meaty, tall wide receiver that can go up and grab the ball at the top of the, uh, you know, if, if Winston throws it up. And that's where, and that's what one of Juwan Johnson's touchdown passes looked like. Um, what's it called? Winston threw it up and Juwan Johnson went up and got it just like Mike Evans did with Winston in Tampa. So I think that he has the potential to be the number one, you know, besides Kamara, be the number one option on the Saints team. And I think that Winston likes throwing to him. And because of that, I think he's a strong wide receiver. I think he's a strong waiver wire pickup this week. And not a lot of people know about this guy, so you should be able to get him. He's a major sleeper, but has amazing potential and potentially can win you your league. So make sure you pick him up. Now, moving on to the number four waiver wire ad I have this week, and that is wide receiver for the Cardinals, Christian Kirk. Fantasy players and analysts have been saying for years that one that every single year they say that Christian Kirk will break out and it just never happens. Sadly, it never happens and he's never able to have that breakout season that he that we all expect him to do to have. But here we are, another season, saying it again, Christian Kirk is going to have a breakout year this year. In week one against the Tennessee Titans, Kirk had five receptions for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Kyler had one of his best games of his career against the Titans, five total touchdowns and over and almost 300 yards passing, and Kirk was the biggest beneficiary of that. I believe that Kyler Murray is going to be able to play at that MVP level, and when he plays at the MVP level, Kirk will become a consistent play every week, and he's going to move in to that wide receiver two role that the Cardinals desperately needed. You know, last year, they did not have a consistent second option after DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in A.J. Green. They brought in Rondell Moore, a player we're going to talk about in just a second. Uh, But I think this is Kirk's job to lose. I think he's going to be that wide receiver, too, that the Cardinals need. And, you know, he's a deep threat option. Is it 70 yards and two touchdowns, one of those being a deep throw by Kyler. So I think that this is finally Kirk's time to break out, and you should pick him up um, if possible. He is a strong, strong option for a fantasy wide receiver. And of course, pick up Christian Kirk, but fantasy managers should also look up into picking up the rookie wide receiver for the Cardinals, Cardinals Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Uh, he had against the Titans six receptions for 68 yards and was targeted on 25% of his routes, which is an incredible target share. So you should definitely be looking into that. Most it most likely will happen that Christian Kirk will be one of the first players picked up in this waiver wire um, in this waiver wire week. So if Christian Kirk is picked up, then you should be looking into Rondell Moore. 
um, who also can have a breakout year in his rookie season. So both of these guys are great options um, this week to pick up. Now, moving on to the last to the last fantasy ad of the week, and this is my favorite one, and it is Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Sadly, on Sunday in a win against the New York Giants, sophomore wide receiver Jerry Judy suffered a high ankle sprain, which will keep him out of keep him out for four to six weeks. This is just heart-wrenching for me as I have him on my main fantasy team. And he was supposed to have a breakout year and has had a great was having a great game against the Giants before he got injured. But injuries sadly do happen, and he's now going to be out for four to six weeks, which means that there's an opening at the wide receiver position. And I think that it is Patrick's job to lose, and he is going to take over that spot. So in week one against the Giants, Patrick had four targets for four receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. That is pretty good for being, I guess you'd say, maybe the third or fourth string wide receiver on a team that is not necessarily so pass heavy. Um, And so obviously Sutton is going to have an increased role, but he is not a player who plays well with a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater and his play style, who doesn't like to throw the ball. deep down the field which is sudden specialty Um, and I think because of that it's going to be Tim Patrick who takes over the Jerry Judy role of the shallow uh, the shallow the shallow routes and the and the not so deep routes Um, that's why I'm so high on Tim Patrick as Jerry Judy was having a great game before he got injured so sudden is going to have an increased role but not as much as I think Patrick will and KJ Hamler sophomore another sophomore wide receiver is also going to have an increased role but he also is a deep threat like Sutton and was going to have a good game against the Broncos, but dropped a long touchdown in the end zone that was perfectly thrown by Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so all all three of these guys should be upgraded in the rankings um, and are going to be solid fantasy options for the rest of the year until Judy comes back healthy. But as of right now, I think that Tim Patrick is going to benefit the most from this injury as he is the most similar in play style and talent to Jerry Judy. So I'd be picking up Tim Patrick um, right away. I think he gives you, honestly, if I had to rank the wide receivers that I just spoke about, I would Sterling Shepard number one. I'd then go Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, Juwan Johnson, and Rondell Moore. I really like Tim Patrick this year, um, and I think he's going to, with Jerry Judy out, be a big beneficiary to um, that Teddy Bridgewater type of play style. Yeah, that is the end of the episode make sure you guys put in your waiver claims. It is extremely important. You don't want to forget that. It could potentially lose you a matchup or lose you an entire season. And just one last tip is to make sure after waiver claims go through, you want to look about you want to look at the P at the players that other fantasy managers have dropped. Maybe people are giving up on a player too early. Maybe Brandon Ayuk, maybe uh, you know, a Mike Gusecki, if you really need a tight end, players like that who did not have good week one performances, you should definitely be looking uh, into the into the trash, I guess you could say, uh, or for players that have been dropped that shouldn't have been, and that that also could potentially potentially win your league. Um, so make sure you always look out for other managers making mistakes, but also put in your waiver claims. It is extremely important. That is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening, and goodbye.